All right, so instead of our normal intro, I put a little something together uh, that I want to play. Uh, so listen to this and enjoy. There you go. All right. Excellent. So, uh, welcome to Summertime Podcast. I'm Eric. Uh, we have Tim. Hello, I am Tim. Keith's here. I am Keith. <laughs> we are doing this so you recognize our voices as we speak into the microphone. And Joe. I'm Joe. Don't want to bring the room down or anything, but uh, wanted to put that together just as a tribute to um, some recent... Uh, Deaths, unfortunately. Um, Sean Reinert from 
the band Death. And Cynic. Enough. And Cynic and Agora and Eon Spoke, a bunch of bands that I never heard of except Death. <laughs> uh, Vinny Value, who was in a bunch of different New York hardcore bands, Warzone, Kill Your Idols. No Redeeming. Area. No Redeeming Social Value. Yeah. Uh, Reed Mullen, the drummer for COC. And of course, Neil Peart, Neil Peart from Rush. So yeah, January sucked ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> not only that, but then you had um, the bass player, one of the bass players, DRI, Josh Pape, I guess. That's how you say it. <laughs> We're presuming. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then a couple other like non-musicians, of course, Kobe Bryant um, and his daughter and Terry Jones from Money Python. Like, I don't know what the hell was going on in yeah, January, I don't but. Know. Man, and then, democracy yeah. died last night too. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. And then you got Australia. Australia is just going to burn to the fucking ground, apparently, and and you know, <laughs> coronavirus is going to kill us all. So hey, welcome yeah, to twenty twenty. All right, <laughs> exciting times. <laughs> We're going to be over here talking about nineteen ninety albums, though. So yeah, uh, we went but back I did want Yeah, I did want to point that out. I mean, you know, those are some. Heavily influential drummers, um, especially near yeah. Neil Peart. Uh, I know, gosh, uh, countless bands that we love cite him as a main influence uh, mm-hmm. drum wise. So, and you know, the dude's a brilliant, brilliant drummer. Yeah, so. yeah, he's yeah. Say what you will about Rush, like him, don't like him, you can't deny how amazing he was as a as a drummer. So, he's the guy. Yeah. So, anyway, you guys have anything else you want to say? Anything else? Uh, before I move yeah. on, yeah, rhythm know, just, sections took a big hit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. just like to you know point out. Let's face it, you know, death is death. It's gonna happen to every last fucking one of us. But uh, I don't know. Uh, for me, you know, music has been uh, one of the driving factors that keeps me fucking going. You know, music might not change the world, but you know, music saves lives. And uh, yeah, I just gotta crack one open, tip my glass. You know, <laughs> drink to the dead. Yeah. Is that a hop slam? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am drinking a hop. I'm only drinking one of those, and then everything else is low alcohol I content. Hope so. so that That's I 10%. don't. That's 10%. Yeah. <laughs> so since we have a sick, twisted sense of humor, we're going to talk about the band Death tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are. Yes. Oh. <laughs> did, did you get yeah. the right album this time, Joe? <laughs> I don't get the joke. Oh, I don't understand. No? Okay. So yeah, we're, we're shifting into 1990, um, 30th anniversary of 1990 albums. Um, this is the first episode, and we're going to focus on Spiritual Healing by Death, Tattooed Millionaire by Bruce Dickinson, and uh, Danzig 2, Lucifuge by Danzig. So Dickinson, Death, and Danzig. So. Wow, it's a- Triple D. <laughs> Triple D. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> so where are we starting? I think uh I think Dickinson's kind of an honorable mention, right? Yeah. 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 That that album's definitely barely can we, can we call it an honorable mention? <laughs> what do you mean? Holy Why? Shit. Let's Why? Call it a... What's Ooh, wrong with boy. you people? This album's oh. not good. Oh, Finger licking fun. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, this album. I mean, 
I mean, seriously, I had never heard any of his solo shit, and I mean, it was always kind of like, you know, he went and started doing his solo stuff, and I was like, what the fuck, man, why would you leave Maiden to do anything? And then I heard this, and now I don't know that I like Maiden anymore. No, 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 no. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Should we play a little bit of it? Holy shit! So that's a little bit of it. Um, let's get into the band real quick, and, and then we can talk about what we think about it. Uh, so it's obviously Bruce Dickinson. And, of course, you know, I feel like we kind of were obligated to talk about this album because it's, you know, Dickinson. He's one of the best vocalists in metal, yeah. period. So, of course. Um, and then you got Yannick Gers on guitar, who, of course, later on joined Maiden. Uh, Andy Carr on bass and Fabio Del Rio on drums. So, wow. So, yeah. Um I did not like this album at all. Uh, I, Helen Wheels specifically, my, my comment on that was, I wish I hadn't heard this song. <laughs> my comment was, I skipped it halfway through. <laughs> oh. Joe. Damn. Yeah, you know, this was... Give, give a little uh, opinion here, because holy shit, I was... I mean, I... I Please I explain. crying. Yeah. yeah explain what? What's... What's good about this album? Yeah. <laughs> Please explain. I like the album. I don't know what. I thought we were going to have a grown-up discussion. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> well, I'm, I, yeah, well, I, I'm just telling you how I feel about it. I don't like it. Okay. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like any it. of you anymore. <laughs> I mean, also, Fuck here's it. another thing. Like, like freedom <laughs> seems to be like the recurring theme in here. And I know, like, you know, in Maiden, I and mean, let's face it, Steve writes, you know, the majority of their stuff. But you know, they do. They hearken a lot to a lot of old school military shit. But for this album, it sounds like you know he moved to Alabama, and you know is is now. Yeah. Voting Republican. <laughs> this is probably a big Trump fan. What? Holy what are you talking about? This, I don't think so. Uh, Gypsy Road, uh, you know, uh, let's see here. The Born in 58 is, you know, pretty, you know, war. It's where men are men and they go kill the enemy because the enemy deserves to die. And it's I like, think that they had a different situation than we do. I mean, they were literally getting the shit bombed out of them. And he was a product of the generation. He was what? Born 12 years after that. So it was probably a big deal then. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you want to get serious about it. Hey. It's, I mean. I don't know. I didn't pay too close, close attention to it. Like, I mean, I. Well, the song is about I, him really, being born in 1958. Yeah. But, well, no, the song's about like him talking about his dad, his granddad. Yeah, he's being patriotic. World, 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 world. I. I I think it's different the perspective for him at his age and, and where that country was. So I'm not going to shit on him for that. I mean, he's yep. doing stuff that he couldn't do in Iron Maiden. I thought, well, it was- okay, well, all right. Regardless of that, that song I think was probably one of the best on this one. 
but the one you were just making fun of. Yes, <laughs> I mean, Gypsy, Gypsy Road. Gypsy Road is the one that uh, I think that I just the, the whole freedom yeah, that was was just like shut know. the fuck up. I skipped that one. Well, I didn't skip <laughs> yeah. it. I, I was I, no. I I think the best song on the album is All the Young Dudes, which is a cover. Yeah. Um, I thought the first song was the best. Mm-hmm. That's a good Son song. Son of a too. gun. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't dislike that song. I just was kind of bored with it. I, I to me, I like. I'm just like this. Sounds like a mediocre Maiden tune. Well, when know? the yeah. when the album came out, I listened to it a lot. So I have a I different that, perspective of it than you. Yeah, you yeah I figured that nostalgia must have played a huge role it's in it. A, I have never drug. heard. I, I never. I, yeah. I think I did hear that. I okay. So I did hear when I heard "Licking the Gun" again. Listening back, oh. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember this album now." Because I remember how much I, <laughs> I hated that song. <laughs> What about No Lies? I, That's I think that was more Iron Maiden than anything else in the album. Uh, let's play a little bit of it. I don't remember. Yeah. It too well. I mean, it's pretty much that for the whole song. <laughs> I was going to say. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did comment, like, this is, No Lies is easily the best song on this album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. So, there, I think there are three that are, uh, I like Tattooed Millionaire, too. You know the, really? you know the rumor uh, about that? Oh, God. <laughs> no. It's, you know what that song is? That's Photograph by Def Leppard. I even commented on uh, Tattooed, yes, very 80s feel, kind of reminds me of Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that's Photograph. <laughs> well, but better. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. Same fucking thing. Yeah. yeah, but they did it worse. Bruce Dick in the band. I agree. Did it worse? <laughs> <laughs> that song's no. supposedly about Nikki Six stealing Bruce Dickinson's girlfriend. He's making fun oh, of her in that song. I knew that. That's why I put it in there. Oh <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> so you did? Yeah, I, know? I, I don't know. This album is just. I will never listen to this album again. I I, I can't. The only redeeming quality I thought was the production. I think I said I made a note saying the production is actually better than the Maiden album from that year. Yeah, that's it true. Is. Yeah, um, but I I do like the all the young all the young dudes song. I like that. Um, but other than that, I I really didn't like the song. Uh, dive, dive, dive. I mean, Oof. holy shit! Uh, Zulu, 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 Zulu. Yeah, licking the gun. I mean, licking the gun. Worst. <laughs> That's the worst thing he's ever done. Yes, yeah. easily. 100%. I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is Bruce? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, flat out, I, was, I commented, uh, you know, we are now solid, uh, solidly in trickster territory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was should, a little glammy. At you would think that you would like that then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sucks. <laughs> Uh, sorry joe i like the album even better now that we've talked about all right this is <laughs> did, another... you like the, did you like licking the gun i like it now 
<laughs> finger yeah. licking fun all right yeah yeah you mentioned no lies no lies I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll grant you that that's a solid freaking tune but i mean i mean at, at best everything else on here is is mediocre i mean it's it's can we have some decorum? So glammy. decorum the one thing i don't understand the one thing i don't understand is it's like you know I, we, we've kind of referenced he does go a little glam on yeah. this album yeah. and it's it's 1990 you know yeah glam's Crest was already kind of coming yeah. down, and you know, it sounds very like 80s. Why yeah. would he have, you know, tried to? I mean, maybe if, if he had done this in 87, all right, I could well be like, look at know, it this way. Aren't you glad he did this and didn't try to put it onto an Iron Maiden album? Holy, shit. <laughs> that never would have yes. happened. No, <laughs> there's no way looking a gun. Have you Iron met Maiden Steve album. Harris before? I mean, no, Steve, we wait a minute, that's not true because th- they wrote, um. Bring your daughter to bring the daughter slaughter, to slaughter yeah. for this yeah, during this but that's time. That's not licking the gun. And <laughs> I would listen to Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter a thousand times before I listen to Yeah, the I mean, <laughs> that's not a good Maiden song, but compared to everything <laughs> yeah. on here. I mean, licking the gun is the by oh, far the yeah. low point of this. I mean, that's. I guess I'll also play a little bit of it, huh? Yeah. Please do. This is total hard and heavy, by the way. That oh, yeah. Yeah. That's enough of that. Yeah. yeah. It, it even sounds like he's got a southern accent there. <laughs> yeah. There's two uh, uh, semen jokes on this album, too. Uh, I noticed uh, that. Oh, is one on Dive, Dive, Dive? Yeah. yeah. The very beginning of Dive, Dive, Dive. Yeah. It's like... Frankly, semen stains. I don't give a damn. That. Oh. And then there was another... <laughs> yeah, and then there's a line in there, Davy Jones gonna eat your bones. I was like, all right, what is... <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I mean, just... We, we we yeah we were discussing like you got a little nostalgia because you actually listened to this in 1990, but yeah. what are the most redeeming qualities of this to you? I mean, what is it that makes you say that this isn't absolute garbage? Because As, aside it, from Bruce Dickinson, yeah, nobody looks Singing. at something they like and they go, hmm, "This is why it's not sucky." I can't do that. <laughs> and tell well, me why you just, like it. Well, what do you like about it? Fuck you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously. Like, what's the best song, or what's? I don't have to defend what. I uh, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me. When you guys first started me in your podcast, you know, like I reacted. I believe it was uh, Queen's Rights. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I like it. And then you know, Tim just just, just handed me my ass. You know, when that comment. <laughs> so, yes, because I, I didn't have yeah. like more than I, I like it. <laughs> so I think um, would somebody please hand Joe his ass because uh, I don't. Know, I just remember. I remember getting pretty much. I you know, like Tim's the nicest one. I don't think he would have done that. Maybe he said it nicely. I remember it was him. You know, pull the tape. <laughs> I think if I can listen to that, yeah, let's go to the tape. I don't know. If I'm you not going to apologize. Yeah, you it didn't go to cool, so I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> you know, you, it's not as though you went off on me. You were just like, you know, okay. time out. That's it's ridiculous. You can't just say I like it. You have to have a reason. And you uh, know, it was it was, it was I, very friendly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think you know, <laughs> given that, I don't know. 
I don't know. Music's subjective. I was, I was going to say, yeah. given that the three of us think this is a terrible album, it's surprising that you would like it. Yeah. But, you know, look. I mean, it's, well, it's, well, it's you like it, you like it. We reviewed a Def Leppard album, and it was the opposite. Yeah. It was. That's well, true. Well, and DRI. I mean, well, I didn't like DRI that much either, but you really hated that album. So, yeah. yeah. yeah but you know, it's not very good. This is the, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is that right now, except you're in the other yeah. position. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. we're surprised that you like it. Is yeah. Thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Because it sounds like stuff that we generally dislike. Don't. And yeah. I mean, there's there's a few redeeming things. I mean, you you, yeah. you have to kind of expect that. You know, it's Bruce, for fuck's sake. But yeah. holy shit, this this was a, a shock to my system about how much I hated this. <laughs> I mean, it was... Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I like his next album. I, I went back and I was like, yes. well, let me see what else he's done. Maybe... I, next I never bothered good. with the next one because of the name. No, it's great. Oh, really? That it's album's good, very yeah. good. Also okay. Picasso, it's yeah. very good. It's heavy. Yeah. It's it's good. It's he had an album that he put an album out with or a solo album out. What I don't know, three or four years ago, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was a little longer than that, but yeah, it was twenty twelve or I mean, something like that. It was nothing like this album. You you guys might actually enjoy that one. Tyranny. Well, let's see. Tyranny of yeah. Souls came out in two thousand five. No, that's not. There was an album. I, that's a live. I am curious. I want to hear some of his other stuff because I did like this. The next one, it was good. Yeah, no, I liked um, I liked Balls to Picasso. I haven't listened to the other stuff yet, but mm-hmm. um, no, I didn't have time. Was it that old? It might have been. I guess it was that old. I thought it was more like 2015. Yeah, Tyranny of Souls, 2005. Yeah. Wow, he's yeah. been well, you know, it's even better then because <laughs> it sounds newer. Hmm. Which is funny because this album sounds older. Older. Well, <laughs> he has eclectic tastes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And can you fly a plane? No. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Hey, no one said anything about Di- I love Dickinson. I <laughs> think he's awesome. Can you run you a said. business in Djibouti? <laughs> <laughs> did anybody hear Eric say he loves dick? I, I, no comment. I no. did. <laughs> Look, I run the soundboard, so I'm not pulling that soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I see how it is. Once you commit to that name, you got to go all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the the version on Spotify, which is what I listened to, yeah. actually has Oh, five. maybe that's why you didn't like it. <laughs> Was there extra songs? I don't think it would have sounded any different if I listened to it on mm, Apple Music. Nah. It would have been just the same. Yeah, there's five extra songs. There's a, a live recording of Riding with the Angels, uh, Winds of Change, which I was like, isn't that a Scorpions? Song? I don't think it's the same song. It isn't, because I, no, I noticed <clears throat> that you know, the writing credits is him, and I think Gears is actually... Gers, yeah. whatever, yeah. There's an expanded 2005 edition too. It's got a whole 11 more songs. Oh wow! wow. Including the uh, other version of "Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter." Really? Which oh, is not, okay. as, yeah. not as good as uh, the maiden version. Yeah, I wouldn't think. Oh. Well, should we? Yes. Move on to <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what else there's to say about this album. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't anything to say to begin with. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on to death. Uh, the album is Spiritual Healing. Heads. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to dish it out, you got to take it, man. Come on. <laughs> That's right. I'm dishing it out to you, poopoo head. <laughs> poopoo head. All right, well, let's play a little bit of death. There's the riff. 
<laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> the death metal riff. Yep. Every day, blues by in the world, you corrupt the ditches with fire. Come playing with drugs and devolution breaking. The mold of human appearance and torture. So that's a little bit of Living Monstrosity. I can get to the chorus, but that's all right. Um, so death is Chuck Schuldiner on guitar. Schuldiner. Schuldiner. Diener. Diener. Schuldiner. Schuldiner. Diener. Diener. All right. <laughs> Chuck Schuldiner, lead and rhythm guitar and vocals. Uh, James Murphy on this album, uh, lead and rhythm guitars. Terry Butler on bass. Bill Andrews on drums and Eric Grief plays some keyboards apparently on this yeah. song. There's, I didn't know there were keyboards. It's spiritual <laughs> healing, the song. Oh, There's some keyboards. Yes. Okay. It's, James Murphy was in every death metal band ever created. I think, and right? yeah, and, and, Testament. and Testament. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> Briefly. He's a pretty good guitar player. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's in demand. Yeah. This was produced by uh, Chuck Schuldiner and Eric Grief. Hmm. Uh, mixed by Scott Burns and Death. I, I knew it had, I knew Burns was involved somewhere. Had to be a Burns in this thing. He's also he produces every Death Metal yeah. album. Right yeah, now. he does. <laughs> <laughs> Not related to Randy Burns. Burns. Randy. Randy. <laughs> Good old Randy Burns. Randy Burns. We've talked about Randy Burns. Hey, Randy. We have. Yeah, and Scott Burns. This was the the first Death album. I think it was the first Death Metal album I even ever had. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and. So we talked about leprosy. Was that eighty eight or eighty nine? It was eighty eight, right? Eighty eight. Yeah. So there's an obvious progression so. to this one. Yeah. The, but I mean, this was the I listened to this album a lot when I got it, and um, then, well, yeah, once Human came out, I hardly ever went back to this album either. Yeah. Right. But with the hindsight and doing this podcast, I there's like this clear I love it we've talked about other bands when you can see this progression in their writing yep. and their yes. production mm-hmm. for sure and uh, there's a clear like there's huge steps from leprosy to this to spiritual oh, healing time out and then on to from human. scream bloody gore yeah to well, leprosy yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean so I mean they were taking giant steps oh, yeah. right? you, you were saying how yeah. this was the first death metal album uh, scream bloody gore was the first death metal album I ever owned so you can yeah. fathom how when I got this, it was just like, holy crap. I, I fell in. I loved it. I never owned human because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it'd be that, you know, let's face it. We all know anybody who's listening to this. If you like any of the death albums that we've played so far, buy human uh-huh. and, uh, yeah. and, 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 and thank us later. Cause that is, that <laughs> is easily the best death album. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I like yeah. the one after that. Oh, one. you like individual th- thought patterns? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're both, both those are, yes, they're, they're both, both very good. good. Yeah. But yeah. well, this album, yeah, th- oh, go ahead. Mm. No, I was just saying, I think that's, that's, that's the big thing for me. Like when I listen to death, I, those are the two albums I go to and I don't listen to death that often. So, Going back to this album, like I said, I just wasn't like I don't know if it didn't it didn't pull me in like the well, other ones do. The the big thing I noticed was that um, you don't have the the awesome rhythm section like you do on Human. Yes, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm. The production isn't as good as Human either, but I don't think I think the main thing is the bass and the drums are just <sighs> yes. not up to par not. with what 
they would yeah, become. What? All those, all the fills are generic fills, and the, yeah. the beats are just generic. And, you know, and thrash it's not beats. bad drumming. No, it's fine. It's just, it's just, it's kind of what you would expect. Yes, right? exactly. But it's weak. Yeah, it just doesn't. It like even when there's moments where he's hitting the ride, it sounds like he's barely touching the edge of the ride, and it's like, yeah. so what the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, there's, there's the so many parts. There's so many there's parts so where I can hear S- Steve DiGiorgio De- like he should be doing shit there, and it's yeah. just <laughs> a bass guitar playing the root and holding it. Yeah, yeah. So they were lacking the backup musicians on this. Also, I, the um, if they had redone this album with those guys, I think, um, and there's probably live versions of this these things that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There. I don't know if they they changed it or were true to the album. I mean, I'm not a diehard death fan, but um, there's just so much space on this album and and parts that that is, you're like, come on, somebody do something, right? Yeah. Do something that's not the generic expected fill and the generic expected beat. Yeah. And also there's a, I don't know if you guys, back in the day, Eric and I, we called it the death metal riff because there's this riff that. All the death metal bands did. It was like this, and it's the same. And then that same chord progression. Yeah, every time, like, what the fuck, you guys? Don't you guys? And on human, they don't do that as much, nearly as much. On this one, it's all over the place. It's like how they get. It's like a little bridge to get to different parts. They go, okay, let's do that death metal riff, and we'll get over here. Okay, let's go back to death metal riff. Okay, now we're back to here again. It's like every song, you're like, here it is again, and the same drum beat, and then let's do it fast. Let's do it slow. Let's do it double picking. Let's do it single picking. Like, okay, all right. Yeah, like if you play anything on that on that album, I bet you you'll you'll run into that. Just randomly play anything, it'll probably have. Well, the first song, like with on the opening riffs, is that riff. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just Death that does it. It's all, a bunch of the bands back then did that. It was just like the yeah. the riff that you played, almost like a a blues lick or something. You're like, <laughs> it's their version of the <laughs> is the blues. Yeah, <laughs> like why why are you guys doing that? <laughs> it's weird. They needed something like that. I, I guess, like that makes it a. Well, death is there th- is there is there something comparable in thrash? I mean, I'm sure there is. There's a drum beat uh, for maybe, sure. The standard, yeah, <laughs> like the triplet, the triplet with the the E D uh, C kind of progression, like you know, the, I, I, I'm sure there's. I'm sure. There I'm is. sure there's. Well, yeah, there's like even just riding the E, just the jug 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 jug, like what Exodus does all the time, just that jug 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 jug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just open E. Yeah, just open E. You know, alternate picking like crazy. Yeah, I just looked up. I was looking at um, Human on Wikipedia. This album is actually nine minutes longer than Human. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. Really? Well, they have more sludgy parts on this album, so. Yeah. I yeah, just, I did I, notice that there was I some songs. Human was longer than it is. It's only 30, it's just over 34 minutes. Huh. Well, that, That's crazy, that was one, right? of my, yeah, one of my issues with this album was some of these songs were like six and a half minutes. And I'm like, it doesn't need to be that long. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You could have cut yeah. this down to like <laughs> three and a half, four minutes and it would have been fine. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, this being my first death metal album ever, I mean, like this was a this is kind of what I judged uh, the genre on. Yeah, it was my introduction to the genre. Mm. I don't think it's a bad start. No, yeah. it definitely ain't the best, you know, death metal album. <clears throat> I mean, it's not nearly the best best death album, but uh, but it's it's. It's got it's got just some some really good high points. It might have yeah. a little bit of redundancy or whatever, but I uh, got it pretty soon after it was released. Uh, yeah, I got it pretty soon after it was actually released. I didn't even realize that. Apparently, uh, Chuck does not like that they were labeled a death metal band. Yeah, huh. yes. Well, they're I he mean, said they were just metal. Well, 
Yeah, but their name is Death and Death Metal Band. One of the most influential death metal bands ever. So Yes. Yeah. They, they are the godfathers of death metal. Right. Yeah. So, sorry, I think that on Wikipedia it specifically said that I don't like being called that because I don't think we're I don't I don't associate hey, hey, with, uh, with death I, metal, none of you none of you and I mean Eric, you can talk to your wife about this. Uh <laughs> uh Sisters of Mercy. Uh, oh, yeah. is you know the one main guy there he hates the fact that goths like his band it's <laughs> <laughs> like what what's wrong with you man that you are the soundtrack to goth yeah i mean that is flat out you shut the fuck up man. yeah what's, what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah but in, in in this case it's the same thing i mean let's face yeah. it i mean this is the this is the the death metal band that started yeah. the genre i think uh <laughs> Well, I think Atheist doesn't get a lot of credit. Yeah, all right. Because they, they were around before them. Yeah. Um, how, Napalm Death was pretty early on, yeah. too, right? I there's think a, they were, right, they, they were at this point, but I don't think they were, you know, Scream Bloody no, Gore. Obituary, I think. Yeah. No, I was right. going to say obituary, yeah, obituary, actually, yeah. but I don't know how early they came into the One way or scene. another. One way or another, I would say, you know, as much as you want to talk about all of those, Death has had a much more substantial effect Within yeah. the overall oh, yeah. industry, I'd say that anyone else. I mean, as much as you might complain, say on this album that you know, let's face it, his backing band, you know, wasn't living up to par. I mean, Chuck, mm. as a guitarist, I mean, oh hell yeah, you know, I mean that guy can, that guy did some shit that not a lot of other people were doing at the time. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing because I'm a bassist, but uh. <laughs> well, he loves uh, on this album especially that that phaser effect. This thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. See. That, yeah, oh, yeah. It's all over the place. Listen to how crappy the bass is, <laughs> and then the the drum, the drums here, just like yeah, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, that's the snare is just so it's just generic. Yeah, there's nothing it's too to loud. It. It's, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you compare with some of some part of human or or individual thought patterns? Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Play if, in case people aren't familiar with what they became. Play the first song on Human, things. and you're in good shape. <laughs> yeah, let me find that. Well, that's yeah. That's the what I opened the the um yeah. Yeah, my my yeah. tribute to the drummers with yes, yes, yeah. that that drummer was playing on human, and then it's it's Hoagland on individual thought patterns. Isn't yes, it? yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah, it already sounds way better. Yeah, individual thought patterns. The song. So anyway, you can hear that. Yeah, there's definitely a difference there between those the drum style and the drum sound. There is a there is one cool thing on the on the uh, Spiel's Real Healing on drums. He does that ice bell thing. He does it on um, within the mind and on the title track. There's an ice bell that he does. That's during the oh, sludgy okay. part. Mm-hmm. That that was really cool. Yeah, he doesn't do everything. I mean, 
He's not bad. No, he's not bad. He's just, he's serviceable, I guess you'd say. When I first heard right. the album, I didn't know what they could have been. Yeah. If that makes any yeah. sense, you know? Right. It wasn't until later. You're like, oh, yeah. I yeah. guess you yeah. do this. That's across the board. That's songwriting and everything. That's right. It just got Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. It wasn't just the, the bass and the nah, drums. Yeah. They, he, he he kept getting better yeah. as a songwriter. Lyrically too, even lyrics got better. I think everything. Well, I mean, that's one thing I would <laughs> yeah. really love to talk about is is uh, you know, scream bloody gore. I mean, every I mean uh, mutilation. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other. Like, I mean, let's face it, all the stuff on there is just like, and that's when your head explodes and I eat your brains. And, <laughs> yes, and, I was gonna yeah. say it's very to the point. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. You, you mentioned that with suicidal Tim, how his vocals are, or his lyrics are very like just on the nose. Yes. Like this is how I'm feeling at this time. Well, this guy's like, this is what is happening at this moment. Like there's a <laughs> lyric on here: "Born without eyes, hands, and half a brain. Be born addicted to cocaine." All right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is that the same brain. song? Was like she just half a brain. <laughs> it's living monstrosity. Yeah. yeah, that's the opening track. Yeah. yeah. Guilty, she should die. But but, that, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. the big ch- change from from that and leprosy, from Scrimmelly Gore and leprosy. I mean, everything was basic, like like the soundtrack to like some goddamn horror film or something. Yeah. This is like flat out political. And when I was yeah. when I first got this back, you know, when I was a dumbass kid in high school, I was a conservative, and uh, I was a little like, hmm, I don't know about that pro choice song. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. I, I was. I, I, I still like you know <laughs> listening to it now. I still feel like it's just like so much. Uh, maybe it's the punk in me, you know, just th- that he's actually saying something instead of just uh, a, a friend of mine from Philly uh, just recently, you know, did some dumb Facebook post about like, hey, if, if you're not gonna say anything, don't even waste your time making the goddamn album. But and let's face it, when it comes to metal, most metal people just you know, especially guitarists just want to wank themselves off and show off all their <laughs> abilities and not actually say anything worth value in their lyrics. Uh, but this one, I really feel like he, he does stand up and he makes statements about how he feels. And I might not agree with everything he says, but it's still, it's kind of cool, especially within the, you know, metals, you know, genre. Yeah. It is more of a punk kind of vibe to this album. And I, I, I mm. definitely dug that. Good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't write that Dave, one. Did that. you know oh, sorry. Grief Grief played a Kai Wa K1 keyboard in the middle part of Spiritual <laughs> I did not know that. I knew he played you, keyboard, but I didn't I bet know. you didn't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kai Wa. Kai Kawai. I don't know how to no. say it. Isn't it just like one note that he's playing? I've heard this it's, album a hundred times and I didn't know there was keyboard. I think it's like just this but, one little <laughs> It took me years to even realize that there was keyboard on some Iron Maiden albums too. Pretty sure there was a keyboard back there, buried in there. Yeah. Was it a Kawai? I don't know. K one? No, it was a Moog. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a Korg. <laughs> a Casio. Yeah, from, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from uh, Thor three. Yeah, Korg. Peace off, ghost. 
<laughs> All right. Well, well, here's a couple things about this album. One, it's it's got double bass all over the fucking place, like we've it talked does. about. How, yeah. And also, and let's let, let's play a little game here because this is the one thing you know. I've listened to all the lyrics. You know, even started pulling them up and reading them. All right. Album's called Spiritual Healing. Look at the cover. It's like obviously you know got the entire it's like uh, Benny Hinn. Well, it, it's yeah the whole like oh evangelical preachers you got to watch out for them type thing. <laughs> yeah, which song is about that? Spiritual yeah. healing, right? <laughs> is it? I mean, it's it, gotta it, be right. You would think. I, I mean, spiritual healing would be it, denoting it, 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 spiritual healing. I believe was more about like kind of um, uh, more of uh, the. Spiritual leaders that that drive people to commit violence. Uh, mm. Maybe it was. Uh, is there anything else on the album that's sort of? <clears throat> yes. Um, Within the mind, I don't know. Low life. Low life. Maybe it's a concept. Uh, it's the one that I think is is possibly it. it that's the whole thing. Like there's there's like three different songs on here that might be about that, but I can't tell. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like Tim was saying, maybe it was a, like a concept or just the theme of the album. Like, there's a bunch of different ones. I don't know. I don't know. Lyrically, uh, he does say, what does he say? All the prayers in the world can't help you now. A killer, yeah. a taker of life is what you are. He says, practice yeah. what you preach. Practice what you preach. Killer, yeah, uh, yeah yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. A killer, a taker of life is what you are because he's telling everybody to go kill. That's not like somebody like, hey, give me money. You know, like yeah. there, there is none, there is none of that, like you know, religious leader for you know financial gain, to, like because, like, let's face it, all religious leaders are con artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all, all the, yeah, all those uh, evangelical assholes. Yeah, for sure. Qu- quick question for, because uh, I know how big a Pantera fans you guys are, though. Like low life. The breakdown, like the bridge of that song, like when I heard that, uh-huh. I was just like, "Oh yes!" And then I'm like, <laughs> "You know what? I bet you know th- this falls like a lot in line with the uh, kind of that groove mentality that Pantera always had." Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that's that's some of the slower, sludgier stuff that I was talking about. Excuse. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's great. That that to me was like the highlight of this one. I mean, that's one thing. Like, yeah, to death. They 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 were always pretty big into speed, and then really, I would say volume is you know, like I, I think. Chuck, if I remember from the earlier albums that we talked about, uh, he always wanted to be the loudest band. Hmm. Um, mm. But when it comes to this album, things kind of slowed down a lot more than you know they had been. And I mean that right there, like that groove is just like that's great, killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that is great. Yeah, good. Uh, well, <laughs> should we move on to Danzig? Do it. All right. Yeah. Cool. So. Uh, Danzig 2, Lucifuge, is the album. Play a little bit of this song. It's fantastic. Yeah. So 
Um, so Danzig is obviously Glenn Danzig vocals. Uh, Erie Vaughn on bass, John Christ on guitar, and Chuck Biscuits on drums. Um, producer is Rick Rubin. Um, not surprising. And then Brendan O'Brien was an engineer on this album too. I don't know if you guys. Oh wow, that. that's cool. Mm. It, it sounds great. Yeah, I mean this album, as far as production goes, a thousand times better than than Danzig One. Yeah. Oh me. yeah. Like guitar sound is much better. Yeah. The drums sound a lot better. Like everything just overall better. sounds way better than the first album. Yeah. So. I like that this album opens up and it's like uh, we're not fucking around at all. Yep. Oh, I know. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Thank so you. <laughs> you're in for some. You're in for some shit here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting about that is it also has like there's a huge departure from the first album as far as like songwriting and yes. just song style goes. Yes. Like. I'm the one and Blood and Tears. Yeah. Blood and Tears. I mean, like those a, two songs alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Roy Overson. Like, um, but there's there's sort of like a there's some callbacks. I, I don't know if that's the proper the proper term. Mm-hmm. But um Snakes of Christ. Oh, of course, yeah. Is is like kind of a continuation of um Twisted Cain. Yes. In a absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yep. And then, same same rift almost. Killer Wolf is like the answer to She Rides. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there, there's some... Yeah, there's some similarities. Some mirroring yeah. going on there for sure. Yeah. But I think they're and actually this, this one. <clears throat> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I, I, I was reading today, apparently I'm the One was written during Danzig One sessions. Um, so they had that song in the bag, but they were like, ah, we'll save it. So I think it fits on this album better though. Um, yeah. Um. Pro- so I, I don't know if the production would have done it justice either. Probably the, not. The first album. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Um, Keith, <laughs> I'm curious to get your take because I, I I I don't know if we haven't talked with, about Danzig with you on this <coughs> podcast. We before. I, I don't believe we have. And uh, all right. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to know. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious. I'm curious. This was like my band back in the nineties. Really, like, this is from you, oh, yeah. Keith, as a metalhead and as a punk guy. Well, not to mention, like, I think Danzig and the Misfits are kind of a. Well, I, I'm also. They, I mean, have a like, weird how I learned how to play bass was with jazz, and the big thing about this album is it's. I mean, it's more of a blues album, I think, than virtually mm-hmm. anything else. Uh, yeah, it is. So much slower than I was <laughs> expecting. <laughs> I mean, it, like the the biggest thing. I mean, uh, you know, metal doesn't need to be thrash, but holy crap, I was really surprised with how slow the tempos were uh, across uh-huh. the board on this. Um, I feel like this album. I mean, the one thing at the you know my, my last note is I like didn't think overall it was that slow. Uh, well, one way, I I feel like this album this album is probably like greater than the sum of its parts. I wasn't really too impressed with a lot of the songs. Like they were good, but you know, nothing jumped out at me. Nothing knocked me in the face. And I've never been a Danzig fan. I avoided the Misfits back in my early punk days. That so always felt like his his Elvisy, you know. Uh, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison, exactly. And that's one thing I like. Like you hear Jim Morrison so much in Devil's Plaything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. holy crap. It's one of my favorite songs. That, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, wow. Not surprising. Yeah. Um, 
You know, like, for, for, uh, yeah, Devil's Play thing gets his Jim Morrison impression, and it's a good one. I, he really <laughs> nails it perfect there. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean, that's the thing. I, I would say I enjoyed it, but it's definitely not an album I'm going to rush out and run out to buy. I, I don't huh, feel well- like. I don't, I don't feel like I, 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 and then a big thing I would say is, is I'm talking here because I never listened to this album back in 1990. I listened to it in 2020. Sure. I would imagine back in 1990, like, you know, doing like all the blues shit that they were doing and slowing things down, like all this should have been like, holy crap. And then, yeah. you know, a year later, you know, grunge broke and it was just like everyone was doing this exact same thing only with, you know, you know, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the underbite instead of the just yarling. Yeah. yeah, the exactly. Um, <laughs> well, that you know, nostalgia plays a big part in it too. Yeah. I mean, much like the Dickinson album for Joe, it's like. But I mean, I think this album holds up really yeah, well for me. It's like, a solid I, album. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. Uh, this is my second favorite Danzig album after four. Okay, so four is your favorite. That's the yeah, thing. I was like, up, I, yeah. it's hard for me yeah. to to decide. But in fact, I listened to two, three, and four. This week and like they're all so good. Yeah, they I are. was at our time. Look, let me let me bounce this one off of you guys. All right, blood and tears. Mm-hmm. What about? I mean, it, he's trying to write a slow dance about? metal number. I mean, that's what it's, that's what that song is. And that's like a fifties like it's, it's, it's a slow know. dance exactly. He, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, it re- I felt like it harkens a little bit to like kind of Ramones esque punk because I mean that's yeah. what the Ramones were doing. Ramones were writing fifty style rock and roll. That's- his, his biggest influences are Elvis, the the Doors, and the, and the Ramones. I'm guessing so, uh, Rick Rubin told go. him, like, just go ahead and do that. Just do your thing, dude. Don't be afraid yeah, to do it. And I, I, yeah. uh, that one, I, I, I was not too impressed with that song. I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. well I mean, this this album was a bit of a challenge for me when I got it. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't. I, there was the, this was the first Danzig album I'd had, first okay. time I'd ever heard. I mean, this, I mean, I didn't, I didn't this know, is I didn't such a, the Misfits. This is exactly. I mean, c- compare this to the Misfits is fucking ridiculous. I mean, well, it's the same even, singer. It, uh, it's obviously <laughs> comparable. Uh, there's an obvious comparison. What? <laughs> one way or another, one way or another, I would say you know, like comparing this to like like all of the rest of the metal out. And let's face it, blues is the basis of all rock and roll. So. His, you know, heavy usage of that in this album is not, you know, like, shouldn't be shocking or anything. But even in doing that, it makes this more of a rock album, I even to say, than a metal album. I mean, did, I mean yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, there's metal elements throughout. I mean, you know, Pain in the World, Snakes of Christ. Yeah, I mean, his, uh, his, 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 his lyrics definitely are metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that it's more, you know, hard rock. Um, yeah rock blues i mean it's definitely more bluesy than anything he's he's done um since um well he did an elvis cover album so <laughs> yeah that so, doesn't yeah. yeah that's not his own yeah stuff, elvis ain't blues he's, <laughs> he's, you know, country rock yeah that's true yeah um yeah this is i mean look this album like i said earlier danzig was one of my favorite bands in high school period um and this is my third favorite album from 90 so it's Pantera, Slayer, Danzig. That's those are my top three. So, um, did you notice the lyrics? He's very me centric. 
Um, yeah, have you noticed the singer? He's very <laughs> I mean, eccentric. Oh my god! I I guess I noticed it, but I never really thought about it. But holy shit! There's only a couple songs where he doesn't say I or me or I or me. <laughs> it's very much I did this, I did this, I'm doing this, I did this. It's uh, interesting. I mean, he wanted to break, you know, from his, his all the lyric writing in the Misfits, where it was all just about a bunch of really, really bad horror movies from the nineteen right. fifties. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just it's Glenn Danzig. It's just funny. Yeah, it just made me laugh. I was like, that. Yeah, that's about like compared to other bands that talk about these topical things. This is like, I'm your killer wolf, and you're crying because of me, yeah. and I did this, and like, all right, dude, you like yourself a lot, don't you? <laughs> yeah well i'm the one who's the worst offender right yeah that's a prime really? example i'm I your was... killer wolf i'm the one you know killer, well, yeah but killer wolf's a okay <laughs> but that's a song about his like libido right yeah like, yeah, yeah he fucks girls so, all night so good at fucking yeah um <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm the one like <laughs> well, here, here's one other thing. Like, Did he have I, sex when he was five? Is that what he said? Yeah, it, was? Yes. it gets a little, little. At the age of five. Yeah, like, I don't no. think he did. Was a snake-eyed boy. When up the age of five, I made love to the howl of the wolves with the dark-haired girl. So if you wanna hear evil, all right. Well, let me bounce this off of you guys, because, like, to me, like, you know, the first half of the album, you know, it's got a good groove, you know, I was I was enjoying it, but it, nothing bounced out at me. I would say, like, really? you know, the first the first three songs. Tired of being alive? The end of Snakes well, of Christ? Well, one way or another, the first three hmm. th- songs happened, and I was just like, you know what, I can't differentiate, you know, anything that happened in those. What? Compare them to the other ones. One way or another, <laughs> the second half of this album is where I feel like it really... You know, I, I can, I, I can I, see that. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, I see what you mean. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, was it under her black wings? Is that the first? Her black You've heard wings? that song. You had to hear that song. That's oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of the. It's, yeah, that's that's the I mean, it's probably a, quote unquote hit on yeah. this album. I guess. I think so. That was the video. Yeah. The headbanger ball. The bass sounds so good on the song too. Yeah. So what about that song? Here? Oh, it's, it's good. I mean, it's a good song. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Seven, seven, oh, seven. Like, is that all you had? No, I, mean, I, I, I thought you were saying like that starting there. So, you know, no, I, I, I would say no, the second half of this album is like like seven, seven, seven. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic song. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I hated. I hated blood and tears. Hmm. Blood and tears. I thought. I mean, it, it's just like. He really didn't need to try and do that. I mean, maybe it would, could have been turned into something good, but you know, he, I don't think well, it you know he's he, he's written songs for Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash, so I think this was kind of his. This is my Roy Orbison tribute, basically.
feel like I'm at the uh, the dancing back to the future. Yeah. What was that? The, <laughs> the enchantment under the sea. Under the, under under the, the sea. sea. Yeah. Yeah. Enchantment under the sea. <laughs> Do we want to not talk about girl? Yeah, yeah, that's the worst song. That's the one song I don't yeah, like. Yeah, the song's kind of weird. Not good. I'm, uh, yeah. Let's blast. It should have cut off. It's, it's in a good spot right before the, the last song. Oh, well, yeah. Pain in the World, which is amazing. Tired of Being Alive and Pain in the World are two of my favorite dancing songs. Yeah. Ever. Uh, yeah. Devil's Play thing is up there. Yeah, for that's me a great too, song. That's yeah. song. And Snakes of Christ, of course. I mean, But Pain in the World, yeah. maybe, that may be my favorite on this album. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I think Snakes of Christ. It's it's a heavy fucking song. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And that's the the solo too in that song is one of my favorite solos. Oh yeah. Like in in music. Like John Christ is underrated yeah. like guitar yeah. soloist, yes. by the way. So good. Well, his name is John Wolfgang Noel, by the way. It's not really John Christ. Oh. I thought he was gonna sound that out today. In one channel, because it's Richard Rubin, yeah. <laughs> what else I love about that too? There's not is, much to it. No, but I think the the elements yeah, around perfect. it, the, the the rhythm section helps too, because Chuck Biscuits is doing all sorts yeah. of awesome well, stuff. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about Chuck Biscuits. Yeah, we should because <laughs> he's. A, I don't think a huge part of this album. Yeah, and yeah. the first four Danzig albums in you know total yeah um he's i mean a lot of that stuff would probably be i don't know if boring is the too much but it wouldn't be the same it would it might yeah like his fills is just constant fill you know like the songs needed yeah, that. Well, yeah. Well, let, me, yeah. let me throw that out to you because i mean let's face it when it comes to writing credits drummers never get shit you know, well, so, I mean, well, uh, you know, so, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> might actually write, you know, help write some stuff. But what I mean is, you know, like when it comes to the drummer, you know, coming with a beat, doing what they're doing, and throwing out a fill, that doesn't get the credit that it normally, you know, like a guitar, right, a guitar, song, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. A guitarist yeah. writing a solo means like, oh, geez, <laughs> that means they get writing credit. You know, a drummer coming out with fills, they really don't get. Credit. That's a good yeah, point. Dave Lombardo is a good example of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's those I mean, Slayer well, songs without those fills are not the same Slayer songs. Yeah, right. But let's let's throw Chuck Biscuits in here because yeah. I mean, some let's of those face songs it, would be better. Like, you, <laughs> like listen to the bassist here on Random this one, <laughs> or South of Heaven rather. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, does Erie Vaughn get any writing credits on uh, this album? I don't think. It's a, I would uh, think that it says written by Glenn Danzig. I think, yes. Oh, in all caps. Glenn Danzig sure you did. <laughs> yes, in all caps. Glenn Danzig produced the uh, paper that was uh, <laughs> made <laughs> to print to out. Fair, like, I think he does. I think he does come up with most of the riffs, to be fair. Because okay. he does write uh, the guitar parts, a lot of these songs. So, And then when um, John Christ and Chuck Biscuits left, he was still writing the songs. Yeah. He was out of wow. ideas. They weren't any good. <laughs> And he was trying things like industrial music, and it sounded like shit. So. I mean, there's a little bit of Black Acid Devil I like, but not a whole I mean, lot. Poop. Yeah. Not a whole yeah. lot. No, yeah. it's a shame. Yeah, Chuck Biscuits, but, integral to this whole thing for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, John Christ yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Yvonne. Um, 
<clears throat> no, not so much. <laughs> but I, I mean, was going to say, the bass seems to like, I, I love like the tone the, of it, but the, it's pretty much like just, you know, boom, boom, <laughs> the, I got to say, there's, there's something to his basicness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, that makes the other two shine more. Yeah. Exactly, so. like you, like you listen, like he gives the tempo to when the drummer's going insane and just doing a bunch mm-hmm. of fills. Because yeah. when a drummer's doing a bunch of fills, you're not really thinking about tempo, and he's just like, "Dum." That might have been Rick Rubin telling him to do that. Dum. Could have been. That sounds like something Rick Rubin would say to do. Yeah, is that kind of producer? Because he, there's nothing he ever does that's flashy ever. Yeah. Okay. Ever. Do you think? I mean, no, I have no idea. Really. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, you know, that's the core ba- know. band that did the best. I know stuff, in one so. of the home videos, he he was bragging about the fact that he doesn't practice. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because that's one of the reasons that, uh, at least according to Wikipedia, Danzig, um, he moved on from Misfits because he said those guys were just not practicing; like they didn't want to rehearse at all. So they were too busy. I doing think Gary Vaughn he. It, Eri Vaughn must have known something because he knew he knew when to not change. He was very big on there's probably a, a musical term for it where the bass guitar stays on a certain note and mm-hmm. even though the guitar is changing, like Mother is the most prominent example I can think of where he just <laughs> he just stays on the B. <laughs> but the guitar is ch- playing different chords, but it works perfect for that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's another example of that on Dance Four. I was because I was listening to that album today, actually, where I was noticing the guitar was doing um, G D E, and he was doing G F sharp E or something like that. But he was it was like this weird where it wasn't quite the same, but it it made the song work well. Actually, it sounded <sighs> yeah. really good. But he's more he's more of the rhythm than the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. for for that band. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Tim, that the song "When Death Had No Name." Yeah, is that? Did we hear that? We that heard that around out, this time, right? That came out after. The, yeah, that was the third album recording. It, but we heard a live version. We heard from a live version. That it was, uh, okay. around this time, yeah. Yeah, because I remember because I was remember it was around around the same time that this album came out. Yeah, right. It was the it was a, the Westwood One concert series, and they had a Danzig concert, and for whatever reason. Yes. They only they only play four songs from these bands, and for whatever reason, that was one of the four songs they they chose to put on the on the air. And we're like, what is this? And he's like, here's a song that didn't make the record. It's called When Death Had No Name. We're like, oh my God, what? And the end of that song, we're like, how did this not make the record? Oh, that whole song. Yeah. That whole song is fucking They recorded it during this, because it sounds way more like Danzig 3. There's, um, I think it was supposed to be on on the first album. It was. Because if you look on uh, The Lost Tracks of Danzig, which came out in 2007, I think, there's two, it says, When Death Had No Name, Danzig one session and when that had no name Danzig three session. Hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> they've had that song in the bag for a long time. Because it was yeah. a single from Danzig three on one of the songs, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, was like it a the B side. Or something. Yeah. yeah, was it on Thrall? Yeah. Or no? No, no, it wasn't. I don't think so. Play the end because we were talking about that. This part is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. How does this not make the album? I don't know. Yeah, but you're missing the opening riff. I mean, it starts off. I know. It builds up to that, but. Yeah. 
I'll need to play the whole song, but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. I remember hearing this around that same time. Yeah. There's like this weird vivid memory I have of mowing the lawn and listening <laughs> to that tape over and over again. That, so awesome. That live recording. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. The live version was faster and he was a little more pissed off sounding, so it was Yeah. It was excellent. I think one of the home videos, they go into it and then it gets cut off. Like there's yeah. a they're doing an encore and they come out and start playing that and then it cuts off. Cuts like, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song's so good. Yeah. Play the end of Snakes of Christ just so I can hear that <laughs> that big drum thing. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect drumming for that part. And there's the yep. bass. Just locked in. Yep. One note. But the rhythm guitar is doing that too. There's a little rhythm. Just uh, the rhythm guitar in the background is doing that too. It is kind of cool on this album how the first three songs are almost like one long song. The way they just flow into each yeah. other. That's mm-hmm. actually one of my complaints was the fact that like after the first three albums, I... Don't remember what, you know what any of them were. That was I, I, you, you're kind of right in the fact that they flow into each other because I didn't differentiate anything between the three of them. I think that was on purpose. Yeah, but I I like it. I mean, yeah, it's obviously it's cool, different though, songs. The they, They're different. Songs. I mean, <laughs> uh, maybe I, I just need to listen to it more. But uh, yeah, you know. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> You should, right. though. I don't know. Yeah, I love this album. Yeah. I could talk about this album for another hour, but... Um, How did it do in the charts? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 45. 45. Yeah. Not not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty neat. Oh, we didn't talk about the uh, the booklet. Oh, right. Of the, course. Uh, the CD. Of course. Oh, yeah. And this is also where... This was the album where... <laughs> <laughs> had an odor. Oh yeah. Of, oh yeah. This was the. This smells was like the, Satan. This was this. This these albums smell Satan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It was based on <laughs> this one. What does that mean? <laughs> there was a smell to this album. There was a yeah. musty. I don't know how to explain it. the the the. Did Dan rubbing on his ass or something? Satan's bo. Maybe. But there was a certain odor to where oh, the, oh, the they, cards. No, 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 no. They, yeah. ink. they, they, they were probably produced in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're from New Jersey. So. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them are. Yeah, from Jersey. So when you bought the CD and you took out the insert and unfolded mm-hmm. it, it unfolded into an upside down cross. That's right. Indeed. Whee! Yeah, oh, we, got, we got this we, album, we got this album on, on Easter. Easter. Yeah, on Easter Sunday, we got this album. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. This was another freebie, was right? The, yeah. uh, the CD the CD cover and the tape cover was were different, weren't they? Yes. yes. They were. One was like a, the Doors ripoff where it was yeah. had, it just had the, the three of them Faces. in the back and then yeah. Dan's That was the, the tape, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. And the CD was his chest. Glenn's chest. Yeah. Glenn's nipples. Which is stupid. <laughs> it's the worst. God, that guy ever. likes himself. God, yeah, he, does. he is something. 
He looks like a fat Rosie O'Donnell now, doesn't he? Uh, he's, he's you know, he's going to be 65 this year. Mm. Holy shit. He was born in 55. So, yeah. He's what? getting up there, man. He's older than Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What? That means when this album came out, he was 35. Or going to be 35. Man. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, they were, they were out for a long time. I mean. Yeah, you know, there's the a Misfits, whole. He was in, yeah. probably in his 20s and in the early 80s, yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man. But yeah, I remember <laughs> listening Late to Snakes 20s. of Christ as we're going to church on Easter <laughs> Sunday. It was That was an experience. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Satan. Fuck you, God. I'm listening <laughs> to Danzig. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we're good. All right. For this, Sweet. For this episode. Um. So yeah, uh, summertimepodcast.com. It's where you find us online. Get a follow our shit. All of our all of our episodes are streaming there, or you can download them there. Um, find links to our social media there. Um, YouTube. There's some stuff up on YouTube. I've been putting um, episodes up there as well. So yeah, um, enjoy. We'll talk to you guys uh, next time. Yeah. More 1990s. We'll talk at you. <laughs> energy, energy, it's aggression, power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. We say things to people that mean something. I mean, in our own little way. Ricky, quick, will you try to sing my poems? <laughs> the human element of making music is what's most important. Singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument, that's the most important thing.